You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's today's most interesting thing in tech from Nicholas Thompson, Editor-in-Chief of Wired. Brought to you by Quip. Makers of the Quip electric toothbrush wants you to know that good oral health starts with good habits. That's why the Quip electric toothbrush is designed to make good habits simple with a sleek design, timed sonic vibrations, and a cover that mounts to mirrors and slides over the bristles to take on the go. Plus, a new brush head delivered every three months to keep your brush fresh. Sets start at $25. Get your first refill free at getquip.com slash wired. There are two really interesting tech stories today. Let's start with the big one. The FTC put out a statement that is now asking for all the details about acquisitions from the big tech companies, Amazon, Apple, Facebook, Google, Microsoft, from 2010 to 2019. Specifically, it's saying it wants information on acquisitions that may have been not large enough to merit review when they happened, but the FTC wants to look for patterns. What they're looking for is whether the big tech companies have been scouting out potential competitive threats and then acquiring or just quashing them. And you can see how that might happen, right? The big tech companies, because they own the operating systems, because they own the platforms, have near perfect information on potential competitors and how fast they're growing, right? If I start a company that wants to compete with Apple, Apple, because it owns iOS, will very quickly know how many people are downloading and using it, and they own Safari, and they will be able to figure out, perhaps even faster than I can, whether I'm really a threat. So if they see me as a threat, they can then offer me lots of money to go away. And so what the FTC is investigating is, has this been happening? And I think that's a pretty important thing to do. I can see why the big tech companies spend lots of money trying to find threats and trying to quash them. I can see why people who make startups that are hugely successful but still quite small take massive payouts from big tech companies. But neither of those things is good for the innovation economy. You need to have competitive markets. So I'm glad the FTC is doing this. Second story, not quite as big, but it really caught my eye. There's a headline showing that conservative websites track their users much more than liberal websites. Why would that be? Why would there be more cookies on conservative sites? Well, you dig in and it turns out that, and this surprised me too, ad rates on conservative sites are higher than on liberal sites. Advertisers are willing to pay more to target conservatives than they are to target liberals. Why is that? Doesn't make a lot of sense. 
generally think of liberals, particularly right now in America, as maybe being slightly more affluent, so therefore ad auctions should want to charge more. Maybe it's a wash. But in either way, it's surprising that conservative prices would be higher, except maybe conservatives are more market-oriented, and so they're more willing to respond to advertisements. Maybe conservative viewers are older. Older viewers, as we well know from lots of studies, have a harder time distinguishing real news from fake news. Maybe they have a harder time distinguishing advertisements from content. Maybe why it's more effective to target older people with ads. But it goes against a lot of what people think. And it's also surprising because conservatives are so, there's so many libertarians. And so you would think that they would be very concerned about privacy. In any case, it struck me as interesting, slightly confusing, and not totally explainable. In any case, if you're an advertiser, you should advertise on sites that don't have partisan sides, that go right down the middle, that just try to be truthful, honest, and about the future of technology, like, I don't know, Wired.com. See you tomorrow. Get more great stories from Wired in our daily newsletter. Sign up at Wired.com daily. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.